Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. The dog goes woof, 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 woof. The cow goes moo, 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 moo. The duck goes quack, 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 quack. And the owl says, toot, toot. The cat goes meow, meow, meow. The bird goes tweet, 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 tweet. And welcome back. Hey, what an apropos song because it is the first day of school for lots of our kids. Uh, joining us now is a woman who I just, I just really, really love your story. Uh, we're talking with a gal who has a, um, who has a beautiful uh, truck, a food truck, Kathleen Sherman. Uh, and she sells from her food truck, I understand, wonderful vegan marvelous recipes or vegetarian marvelous recipes up at Lockett's Meadow Farm Animal Sanctuary, where the rest of her day and time is devoted to caring for animals that have been abused or neglected. I just cannot think of anything more wonderful to do with your life. Kathleen Sherman, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hi. Hello. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. So where is Lockett's Meadow? Tell us all about it. All right. It's in Bethany, Connecticut, which is, you know, two towns inland from New Haven. Um, it feels like you're no place. We don't even have a downtown. It's just a, a quiet little it. horse town. I would love and um, neighbors are all pretty far away from each other. Zoning is, you know, very strict that way. And we moved in 23 years ago, and I, I didn't mean to get as excited about it as I did, but um, we had five and a half acres to start, and we bought the property next door. We ended up with 15 acres, and I started rescuing um, horses that were bound for slaughter and in huge groups, and we started adopting them out and the whole thing. And then we, we rescued a cow named Norman. We fell madly in love with Norman, and over the years, we've rescued a lot of uh, calves that were um, from the dairy industry that were going to be veal. When we, I got my first pig, oh, my God, did I fall in love with that pig. His name was Ozzy Osbor. I don't know. I think we have nine of them now. Um, but over the years, they just they just keep coming, and it's what we do. That's all we do. We, we love them. 
And in the house, I've got lots of dogs and lots of cats and a room full of parrots. Hopefully they're quiet there in the next room. <laughs> um, but we have pretty much everything. And it's, it's really, it's quite lovely. We, we're very happy here. Tired, but happy. So you're it's such enormous work. I can't even imagine. I worked on a farm one day a week after my son was born. I, I really had this urge. And I don't know if you know, but Westchester County has an 800 acre working farm called Muscoot Farm up by Somers. And uh-huh. it's an extraordinary place because they only do 19th century farming methods. So there's no machinery. So everything's done by hand. They don't have a ton of animals, but they have some. And right. I got up in the morning and I milked cows and I helped birth goats one day and I planted vegetable gardens and oh my God, the sheep in the meadow. And I had the best good time, but I'll tell you the truth, (laughs) Kathleen, I went to bed that night and I slept the sleep of the dead. I was never so tired as when I worked on a farm. I mean, it's exhausting physically. There's nothing like it. We're, we're in bed before it's dark in the summertime. My husband is out cold by seven 30. He gets up around four with the dogs. He gets up, Mm like an hour before I do, I get up at five, but I stay up later because I try and get like my paperwork and a little bit of writing done after he takes the dogs upstairs to bed. There's seven dogs. They're very needy. Um, <gasps> so, how do you feed all these animals? How, what is your source of income? This is huge. It's, oh, it's awful. I mean, it's just stupid. We're just, there's something really wrong with us. And we're too old to be doing this. I mean, I'm 62. My husband's 66. We've been doing it, I mean, we're a nonprofit, but most of the money is out of our own pockets, um, and it costs a fortune. It, and the prices in the past year, two years, have gone sky high. It's more than doubled. So hay used to be, you know, 6 $7 a bale, and now it's, um, it's 13 and up <gasps> a bale. And we go through about 27 We were going through 25 a day, but we rescued – a mama cow a few weeks back with her baby. Um, she was going to be sent to slaughter for beef. And so we got her and her baby, and then we found out that she's been bred and she's pregnant again. So she goes, th- the two of them go through another two pails of hay a day. Oh, wait a minute. So when you say you little. found out, this is what, explain to me when you say they were going to be, but then they were rescued. Well, Tell me, what does that a- mean? Yeah. Well, there was a farm. There was a farm. I mean, beef cows, beef cattle. They they go to slaughter. That's it. Yes. Um. And but there's a farm up in the Rocky Hill area where they were. Um, they lost because the Connecticut River flooded. They lost a lot of their their crops that were going to feed their beef cattle through the winters. They decided rather than be out of pocket which, of course, is the story of our lives. It's always out of pocket that they would um, send the, a bunch of their cows to slaughter and just hang on to 20. Um, and that was quite a few. And somebody knew about this, found out about this, and she decided that she would pay to bail out a, uh, a, a mama and her baby. So they agreed to sell this, this, this you know, cow and calf. We went to pick them up, and the guy said, you know, she's been running with a bull for the past few months. She's probably oh. bred. Oh. <laughs> well, we've delivered just about everything here. We don't breed here. I mean, you can't. It's, it's a sanctuary. So basically right. we've taken all the overbreeding problems 
Um, so sometime at the end of February, beginning of March, we'll be we'll be seeing another little black Angus baby. Oh, so, nor- so it's not like so it's so it's not like the farm where every spring you see the lambs and all that stuff. That's not what's happening in your farm. No, we take the ones that are dumped. Um, yeah. There, you know, there's surpluses of lambs every year. They just they're the boys. It's all boys. We have more mm-hmm. males than anything because they get shipped to slaughter uh baby most baby lambs because they can't be bred and they can't be milked most baby goats that are are males they can't be bred they can't be milked they get sent to slaughter so the sheep and the goats that we have are all ones that were you know male and uh were being sent to slaughter so they're all good babies they're all sweet um, so I'm reading about your life, Kathleen Sherman, and I'm and I'm taking this in in this article, and I'm thinking, okay, this is enormous amount of work, and you obviously have to have some people helping you. But then I hear that in addition to all this, you make time to cook. How how do you do this? What what are you superwoman? Oh, What's I, going on with this? You know, I yeah, I wear a cape. It's no, I. <laughs> um, no, it's just somebody. I used to have, on top of having the rescue, we used to have a restaurant called Duck Soup in Hamden near Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, I I'm, was fond of the area because that's where I'd done my master's in journalism years ago. And um, and it was a, a vegetarian restaurant called Duck Soup, and we opened it with no great expectations. But, you know, it seemed like a nice extension of having a, a farm animal rescue, you know, and it, it went crazy. Um, it got so busy and we did it for about three and a half years, but we were doing the sanctuary where we'd get up at four. I'd run to the restaurant, get all the baked goods done, come back, feed a round of animals, go back <laughs> to do the lunch prep, come back, feed a round of animals, go back, do the prep for the next day. And it was, we just, after a while, it was like, well, we've got to choose between the farm or the restaurant. One day we went to a uh, brewery not that long ago where there was a vegan food truck, and people were standing in line for hours getting food that was not half as good as mine. Mm. And I'm like, why the heck aren't we doing this? We need money. We mm-hmm. need money. This is yeah. too expensive. My husband, yeah. my poor husband, a lot of pressure on this poor man, and he didn't even like animals when I met him. <laughs> and no, that was one of the first things he said to me. He, we had a conversation, and he was talking about how you know, the things that, that he did and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, my kids and my animals, that's it. And um, and he's like, oh, no, I don't like animals, especially dogs. If you saw how many dogs sleep on our bed at night with this poor man, mm. he got over it. Oh, it was that or not me. You know, he wasn't getting me. <laughs> there was mm. nothing around him. And uh, the, first, the first thing I did was introduce him to our pet rooster when he stopped by the house. <laughs> Wow. How long are you married? Anyway, How long are you married? Um, it will be 23 years, New Year's Eve. This is uh, both of us, our second marriages. Between us, we have five kids and 15 grandkids now. And do they come and help? Do the kids and grandkids help you? Um, no, they're really not into, the only ones who are into animals actually live on the farm. And they're seven and nine, and they... Um, they live in this a log cabin at the back of the property, and my daughter and her family live there. And they come down and they help. They love the animals. They they shovel stalls every every Sunday morning with me. So, and they love the truck. Oh my gosh, Phoebe May is uh, seven, and she just she just wants to grow up and 
do a food truck because she's, well, the potato salad. Um, <laughs> it's really amazing potato salad. You know, I, I made a potato salad over the weekend. You want to know my potato salad, Kathleen? We're chatting with Kathleen Sherman, owner of Lockett's Meadow Farm Animal Sanctuary in Bethany. We're going to hear more about it. My my potato salad, courtesy of the Silver Palette Cookbook, incidentally, is with mm-hmm. mint with mint and with garlic and olive oil, salt, and pepper. No mayo. It is the mm-hmm. most divine thing ever. It is, it's beyond, oh, and, and what's great about it is it doesn't turn. In other words, you know, you can have it on a hot day at a picnic. It just gets better and better because it's actually really good warm. It's delicious. Right. Really. right. Well, it's sounding like the German potato salad um, with garlic and onion and olive oil. And we always served that hot when I was growing up. Mm, it was my so favorite. Good. So good. I, we're, you know, the Eastern European thing. We can't shake it. The potatoes. Potatoes, uh, so. definitely the potatoes. So, <laughs> Kathleen, so you've got this food truck going on. Is it at your farm? Is that the only place people can well, have that Well, it's at food? the farm. What, what we do, we do an open mic night once a week. This is going to sound really silly, but it's so much fun. Our cows love music, and we call it music night. Um, so we have a bunch of steers that live in our backyard, and we kind of set up canopies, and people come with their instruments. And we kind of let the cows judge who's the best, whoever oh, whoever hilarious. gets the most moose or gets the cow singing with them, because they do, gets one of our cookies, you know, on the house. Um, so we do serve we do serve off the food truck that night, but we do the uh, flea market in Bethany on Saturday mornings um, until from like eight to one, and we've been invited to go to the uh, Weathersfield. Um, farmer's market. We're going to try and start that this week. So really wherever, what I really want to do is get a brewery. I ha- When they had that, that truck at the brewery and people were standing in line and really the food was just so mediocre. I'm like, if we did that, kick butt. We make a chili. We make a veggie chili. Oh, it was, we actually, I made that chili on the Food Network. Um, I rolled out uh, pierogi. I, I, my family's from my mom's from Bridgeport originally, she's Slovak. And, you know, we lived on pierogi and potatoes and, and the whole thing. And so I did um, I did this whole segment on the Food Network where I made the chili, which people just go nuts for. It's vegan chili, but it, it's like the best chili you will ever have. And um, and the pierogi. I can I can roll up pierogi like you can't believe <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Kathleen, you big, can do everything. You're unbelievable. I, I got to meet no. you. We, I have to meet you in person. I have to meet you in person. Well, to. You should come to music night. I have to come to it's, music night. When is the next music night? It sounds like a blast. When is that? When well, is I've got to figure out this weekend because I think a lot of people go away. Usually it's on Saturday nights. Okay. Um, but and I may do it on Saturday anyway, even if it's just us. Every night I go out and I sing to the cows anyway. I'm not a singer. I'm not much of a guitar player. But they love me, so they, they put up with it, you know? <laughs> it makes them feel good. I think but you're amazing. It's, uh, it's, I think you're living the life that in my next life or other life that I always wanted to live. I feel it. I do. You, well, I you do. say that, but there's sacrifices because, I know. one, there there's are no money for us. We don't do anything for us. And it's okay. We made our choice. We take care of our animals. That's what we do. They are – there are so few people who will make the sacrifices – that should be made for animals. And we decided that that's who we were and that's, that's what we're going to do. Um, so we're here, but vacations, I don't remember the last time my husband and I went anywhere on vacation together. 
um, because somebody's got to stay home and deal with the diabetic dog. She gets insulin shots twice a day, has to be monitored. And there's all these special needs. There's so many special needs animals here. We take the ones that other places just can't do. So, so he Kathleen, stays home. what about veterinary care? Do the vets help out? Oh, do they, do they uh, oh, donate no. their services too? No, and they can't. They really can't because mm-hmm. I, I watch how these veterinarians work. And I know the money they have to put into their practices. Sure. And they're very kind about, for the, most of them are very kind about allowing us, you know, to pay a little more slowly than other people do. They're wonderful to us. But we have four different vets. Yeah, we have sure. the one that takes care of the large animals, the cows, the sheep, the goats, whatever. I have the horse vet. I have the dog and cat vet. And then I have a, a traveling vet who comes out for, like, emergencies or whatever. If I have to have an old, an old animal put down, I won't mm-hmm. take them someplace for that. I have mm-hmm. them come here and we sit with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, no, the vet bills are extraordinary. The farrier bills. Oh, sorry. I think about it and I just shake. But having shoes put on horses and horses bred so badly anymore. There very few horses have good feet and don't need shoes. And um, that's for the two front feet. It's what, 160 bucks every six to eight weeks. And for one that gets four feet done, it's almost $200. A trim is 65 bucks. And we've got almost 40 horses here. Oh my goodness. So, Do you have any are there any vet students around that they could, you know, help by you you know what I mean? Like that they could well, be almost you know, it's apprentice. Funny. Most we've had uh, we have a lot of volunteers that do come here. In the end I'd say half of these girls end up going to vet school. We have one starting again this this uh I write more letters of recommendation, but they don't end up coming back to Connecticut. They are all practicing in other states. And this is like 20-something years of these kids going off and becoming vets, but they just don't end up back here. But, they're, you know, the vets we have are wonderful. They're very patient with us. I've learned how to do an awful lot. I can give injections. I can, I can get a horse through a colic 90, 99% of the time. I can, you know, I can figure out most things. Um, I have my, my medical box that nobody's better move ever because if I can't find it when I need it, I'm going to hurt somebody. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all set up very precisely. But these are, you know, again, these are, these are our babies. And um, I am a fiercely protective mother, you know, for my own children and my grandchildren. Holy cats. <laughs> and I am the same way with them. And it's not just them. We have, there's so many wild animals on the farm. You know, we, we take care of, all the, all the barn swallows just flew away, but we had crows raiding their nests in the barn. Mm. We built these doors that kept the crows out, but with um, fencing wide enough for the sparrows to, and the swallows to get through to take care of their babies. And um, we're able to save almost every single nest this year, you know. So we very feel responsible for everybody, really. Um, but it's, you know, it's what we, it's who we are. We can't, we can't seem to fix ourselves. This is it. So Kathleen, I, if people who are listening right now, cause we have, we do a lot with them, people who love animals on the show. And sometimes they are struggling to find where they want to donate money to where they know it's going to go to the right place. Do you have a 501c3 if people want to donate to you? Yes. Yeah, we do. We, you know, again, there's no way the the amount of money that goes into this, I don't think we could raise. It costs us 
over $200,000 a year just to take care of these animals. And, mm-hmm. you know, God bless my husband. Wow. Um, but, we're, you know, yes, we are, we are happy to accept donations. There is a 501c3. Um, it used to be under Rescue to Rescue, but we changed it to uh, Lockett's Meadow Farm Animal Sanctuary, so it's less, less confusing for people. Um, but there's, if they go to the website, there's, there's Venmo, there's PayPal, you know, you can, you can send a check. Um, I, I just, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about what we are is, you know, I get into a lot of trouble. I'm, Wait, I Kathleen, don't... stay right there. We're on live radio. We have yep. to come right back. We're chatting with Kathleen Sherman, owner okay. of Lockett's Meadow Animal Farm and Sanctuary. We'll be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show, 203-333-9422. We're chatting with Kathleen Sherman, owner of Lockett's Meadow Farm and Animal Sanctuary in Bethany. I have a couple of questions for you, Kathleen. I know you want to tell us what's on your heart. But the first thing is, can the public come visit you, or do we call and make an appointment, or is there no way to say hello? No, the easiest way to do it is to come to music night. Once in a while, we do farm tours, but if you come to music night, you get to hang with all the animals. Okay. It's fun. The people bring their children. The kids all play in and out of the barns, and um, or they sing. You know, it ends up being a lot like a. Um, Can we bring our dogs on leashes? I've got two Bichons. They. That's a little. That's a little that's, tricky. Okay. Um, okay. If people start bringing dogs, it you know. Too much. Too much. It's. I mean, if you can do it, not so much on music night. Okay. Um, but people will bring dogs to other, you know, like open houses that we have, and we're okay with that. Okay, I've got um, another question you know, from well a behaved. listener. A listener wants yep. to know, can your goats be rented out? Let's see. No. And okay. let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> People ask okay. all the time. Because it is very hard to keep them contained. Mm-hmm. And if you ask any animal control officer, one of their biggest nightmares is having to round up goats that have escaped from a situation where they are out there eating somebody's poison ivy. Um, they're very, they are very good at escaping. They're all escape artists, and you could put up the fence, they're going to find a way out. And they end up eating your hydrangeas and your lilac bushes and everything else when they okay. get out. Okay, got it. I, all and right, I, so, and okay. my guys, I'm very protective, too. I just don't think they can be kept in. So. Okay. All right, that's the answer. Now, you wanted to tell us something. Talk to us. Yeah, one of the things I think that um, I get into trouble with 
different groups of people. I, I tend to be very in the middle. My job is to be compassionate. Um, I get into trouble with vegans who are very, very strict about the way things – and I'm vegan. My, my diet is completely vegan, plant-based. But I get into trouble with vegans because they don't think I'm vegan enough, so they don't want to support me because we have animals here. We train our horses to be ridden because horses that are not trained to be ridden, if we, if we had to close down, if anything happened to us, the horses that are rideable – Mm-hmm. are going to find homes mm, and be safer makes sense. Makes sense, than the ones that are not. Right. My job is to figure out what's best, what's the safest thing for these animals. I so we do train them to be ridden. Do I ride? No, I don't have time. I'm busy shoveling, you know. Um, Why, and, are and there people the that think things. that horses should never be ridden? Are there people that believe that? Yeah, they should not oh. be ridden. And that's their oh. prerogative, except... Okay. These horses, they think they should all be roaming the plains loose and be free, but it's not going to happen. There's no place for them to go. So I live in the real world. Me too. And in the real world, it doesn't work that way. We have to take care of the animals to the best of our ability. What's the most compassionate thing to do? The most compassionate thing for us to do is train these horses so that they're safer. That's the most compassionate thing. Um, as far as dogs and cats, the most compassionate thing you can do is not breed them and get them fixed. I'm not saying that, that you shouldn't breed dogs. I have, you know, several purebred dogs here, but those are the dogs that don't tend to end up in the pound the way the, I've got one sitting to the right of me, a seven month old mixed pit right now. And, you know, he was in a litter of 12 that came up from Texas. Yeah. They they've got to start neutering these animals. They're mm-hmm. they they the lions of animals. They they in Texas, Georgia, they're putting down thousands and thousands of these brand new baby puppies every day because there's no place for them to go. Oh. The guy sitting next to me was a last second save. Oh. Um, oh. So the compassionate thing to do is to spay and neuter your animals. Mm-hmm. As far as, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, go crazy on, you know, the beef and the dairy industry and the hog industry and whatever, but we need to start thinking about the suffering of animals, not just our dogs and cats. We need to think about all of the animals and how we treat them. And I think that that's going to help us change the world from the ground up. I think that humans and animals need to work together to make this a better place. That's yeah. what I think. And I think that's, that compassion is what's lacking. The less compassionate we are about animals, the less compassionate we are about each other. And that's a really scary thing. Just, you know, you watch the news every evening and it's terrifying what people are doing to people. But we set the standard so low, mm-hmm. so low with the way we treat animals, and then we don't treat each other any differently. Mm-hmm. So when you come to Lockett's Meadow, everybody's being nice. Everybody better be nice. <laughs> It's our thing. We want want kindness. We want people to be careful with our animals. We want people to be careful with each other. Um, And it extends to, of course, what we eat. I don't demand anybody else. I never tell anybody else they have to be a vegetarian or a vegan. But I hope that they see what we do and it makes them think about how they eat Mm -hmm. and how that changes the planet, how that changes themselves, their health, whatever. So. Anyway, that's that. That was my that's my passion. That's my my thing. So the food truck is an extension of the farm in that way. 
you don't have to hurt anybody to eat a good meal. So. Well, I cannot wait and, to come visit you and meet you in person. I'm happy to have you back on the show. Anytime you've got something going on that you want to be announcing, I think our audience would be lovely to, it would love to attend and be supportive of what you're doing. So please stay in touch with us, Kathleen. Thank you, Lisa. It was lovely talking to you. And I caught the end of your, your chat about math, and yeah. I was laughing because I am... Um, I am rabid about that. During right? COVID, I was teaching the kids, the right? grandkids, because my, my daughter's a nurse and her, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and, and, and my, we had a, a preschooler and a first grader. And by the time they went back to school, I had taught them how to add, mm-hmm. they could add millions carrying mm-hmm. numbers and carrying subtract numbers. millions right. mm-hmm. carrying numbers. Right. What, and they were all excited about <laughs> learning their multiplication tables. And then they went back to school. Yeah. And I was having fun. Yeah. Kathleen Sherman, you're the best. I can't wait to chat with you again. Lockett's Meadow Farm, what a treasure you are here in Connecticut. Thank you so much for coming on today. Really. Thank you, We'll have you back. Look forward to meeting you. We'll be right back with the next hour of the Lisa Wexler Show and a groundbreaking innovation in malaria. Stay tuned. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.